Father, we pray that you would indeed help us now to hear and receive your holy word. Help us, Lord, tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. are you trying to impress? I wonder if you've ever asked that to someone else or been asked that by someone else. Perhaps you've had a colleague in work who doesn't really seem to bother to do much work until the boss walks in. And then they're very industrious and they're very efficient and they're around the boss saying, is there anything I can do? And you think, hmm, I know what you're really like. Who are you trying to impress? Or maybe it's a teenage boy attempting to look cool in front of the girl that he has his eye on. Acting completely different when she's not around, just with his friends, compared to when she is around who are you trying to impress? Who are you wanting to be seen by? When it comes to living out the Christian faith, there's a a chance, even a danger, that we can do something similar. We can be aware of our audience and so seek to try to impress them. Thinking to ourselves, how do I look to them? What will they think of me? Will they be impressed with what they see? Over this autumn term, we've been listening in as Jesus delivers the Sermon on the Mount. He's spelling out what it looks like to live in his kingdom. Uh, He starts with the blessings that can only come from God and aren't based on our, on our performance. He continues then by showing us how this law goes deeper uh, than the externals as he calls us to love God and our neighbour with all our heart. And uh, Neville would have uh, concluded that section last week. And now tonight, Jesus begins a new section in the sermon as he addresses three very practical parts of living out the Christian faith. Giving, praying, and fasting. Jesus says that there are different ways in which we can do each of those activities. Tonight, we're going to focus in on on giving and fasting, and we'll come to to praying next week, because I think it's a big enough section that we need to take a week at it. But for each of them, for uh, giving and praying and fasting, verse 1 is the key to understanding what Jesus is saying in this section. So look at it uh, with me. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Jesus is saying that we shouldn't seek to do these things in order to be seen by other people. Uh, 
that even these good things like giving and praying and fasting can be done for wrong motives, for bad motives. So again, you see, Jesus is getting below the surface. He's getting to the heart of the matter. He's challenging how we do things and why we do them. So first up, let's think about giving to the needy. How do you go about that? I wonder um, when you give to charity or give to the needy, uh, do you make sure that everybody knows what you're doing and how you're giving? I wonder, would you think this is a good idea to, um, to hire Hamilton's Bond Silver Band uh, to come along and parade up the street in front of you uh, as you go up to someone to give them uh, a couple of pounds? Anyone think that a good idea? No, I, I'm glad to, to hear that. Um, the whole band might be a bit much. But it seems that in Jesus' day, some outwardly good people had a trumpet sounded, like a fanfare whenever they were going to uh, give uh, money to those in need. So uh, they're in the synagogue uh, and there's a trumpet blast. And everyone looks round and this, you know, person gives a couple of pounds to someone who's in need. And everyone thinks, wow, what a great person. What a good person at giving in such a way. Because they've all seen it happen. Or perhaps you're uh, in the street and there's somebody sitting there begging and, and it seems that most people you know, look the other way or, or tend to ignore them. Uh, but this person, before they give something, and everyone looks around to see this act of charity. Maybe even applauds their generosity. But what are they doing? They're, well, they're blowing their own trumpet, aren't they? They're saying, see how good I am? Now that's not quite the way that we go about things these days. Or maybe I've just not been in Porter Down or Armagh at the same time that you're giving out things to those in need. We may not have musical accompaniment to announce our generosity, but we could still have the same desire to be seen, to be thought well of by other people. We might be aware of our audience and try to play to it. Perhaps with the big check and the photo in the local paper. Look how generous I've been. Perhaps it's a plaque showing our generosity. Perhaps it's a post on Facebook saying, I've donated to such and such a charity. Are you going to do the same? Or perhaps by some other means. But Jesus has a name for people who act in this way. And it's there in verse 2. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogue. Now we all know what a hypocrite is or what they're like. Uh, someone who says one thing and does another. 
It comes from uh, the Greek theatre where an actor would put on a mask to become another character and you know, perhaps through the night they would play two or three different characters and so they would have a new mask for each character. Outwardly, we appear generous and zealous for God, but inwardly, our motive is for our own praise, for a good standing in other people's opinion. So listen to what Jesus says in verse two. He says, so when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. What is their priority there in that sentence? Is it to be helpful to someone else? No, it's to be honoured by other people. And if you live to be honoured by other people and you receive that honour, then that is your reward. And that's all you'll receive by way of reward. But these hypocrites in Jesus' day and the danger for us is that we focus on the seen and forget about the unseen. Jesus warns us against hypocrisy and instead calls us to live by faith. Verse three. But when you give to the needy, Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do you see the contrast in how we should give? Notice that Jesus says, when you give, not if you give, not when you give. It's not to be with trumpets and a big show but rather to be in secret. So secretive that even your left hand doesn't know what your right hand is doing. Just a little, you know, donation and it's away. Quietly, secretly unseen by anybody else and yet seen by the Father who sees what is done in secret. Proverbs 1917 says that whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward them for what they have done. Now that's not necessarily promising that if you give to the poor then you're going to receive back even more financially. That's not what that's saying. But God is no one's debtor and his rewards are more than we can imagine. The honour that he bestows is far better than any honour we can receive from anybody else. The question is though, whose applause are we living for? Who are we seeking to be honoured by? Other people or our Father in heaven? We should give, Jesus says, as we're able to but seen only by the one who sees in secret. Perhaps this week you could take up that challenge. 
Think about how you can give to someone who's in need so that no one else will know about it. That's your challenge. It's like entering a stealth mood in some computer games, trying not to be seen, acting in the shadows. The same principle applies in the other theme that we're going to look at tonight. Next week we'll see how stealth mode applies to our prayer life as well. But tonight we're going to focus in on fasting. And just so that we're clear, fasting is to give up something. Perhaps food or Facebook or whatever it is. In order to focus attention on God. To use the time that you would devote to this particular thing to instead focus on God. And just like giving, we can go about it with wrong motives. So there aren't any trumpets this time, you'll be very sad to hear, uh, no more trumpets. Uh, but there can still be an attempt to make sure that everybody knows that we're fasting, uh, so that everyone will think well of us. Verse 16. Jesus says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. So these religious hypocrites, they would make sure that everyone knew that they were fasting. They wouldn't wash their face that day. Uh, They'd make sure to have plenty of ashes on their head. Uh, They'd pull a big gurn uh, so that everyone knew just how miserable they were because they weren't eating that day. They might even look like one of the false faces you might have calling at your door this week, trick-or-treating. But to fast so that other people know that you're fasting And therefore think well of you and be impressed at how super spiritual you are means that you already have your reward. To live for the praise of people means that you'll only ever receive the praise of people. So what would this look like for us? Uh, Maybe uh, we're just starting the countdown tonight to Advent Uh, But maybe whenever Lent comes round again, that'll be probably February time. Uh, When Lent rolls round again, uh, perhaps making a big fuss so that everyone knows what you're giving up, what you're sacrificing and how well you're doing it and how much you're suffering through it for Jesus. Uh, Or uh, perhaps the uh, person who writes a Facebook post to say, I'm not going to be on Facebook for the next few weeks because I'm giving it up for Lent and everyone knows what they're doing. Uh, The irony uh, of this particular passage is that it's always set for Ash Wednesday in the the lectionary. Uh, And in uh, theological college, uh, you wouldn't get many churches, maybe they do it, but in theological college, um, if you wanted to, you could have ashes uh, imposed on you uh, to mark Ash Wednesday. Uh, and the, the thought of 
having this passage read, you know, don't let anyone know you're fasting and, you know, wash your face and, and all that. And then to have ashes imposed, it just seemed a little bit out of step, out of sync in some way. So what should our fasting look like? Because again, Jesus says, when you fast, not if you fast, what would it look like? Well, Jesus says there, verse 17, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you fast, when you abstain from certain things safely and carefully, and if it's food only if your health allows it, when you fast, keep it between you and God. No one else needs to know. Otherwise you run at the danger of doing it for the wrong audience. Trying to impress other people by being super spiritual. A while back I read an article on the rise of social media. uh, Which was trying to explain why people post so much. uh, And share so much. Uh, Maybe you know someone like this. Someone who... Um, post pictures of what they've had for breakfast and lunch and dinner and they check in, you know, anytime they go somewhere and they've checked in and, uh, you know, maybe two or three other random thoughts throughout the day uh, so that you see them constantly on your Facebook or whatever it might be. Uh, The author of the article uh, explained it as an attempt to be seen and be validated because society no longer believes in God who sees us, who is always watching us. Do you see what they're saying? Pardon the pun. But do you see what they're saying? Uh, They're saying if, if people don't believe in God, then they have no one who is watching over them. And so they strive to be seen and acknowledged by someone, by anyone. And so they post on social media to be seen, to be known, to have some kind of attention. But we have a Father who sees us and knows us and sees even what we do in secret so that even if no one else knows what we have done even if no one applauds us or likes what we have done he sees he knows he honours So whose applause is worth more? The temporary applause of the crowd? Or the enduring, eternal applause of our Father in heaven? 
we're called to give and to pray and to fast in such a way that no one else will know. Because God sees and God knows and will reward in his own way, in his own time. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we uh, confess to you the ways in which we can so easily be swayed by the opinion of others. Those times when we have lived not for your honour, or the honour you give, but for the honour and the opinion of someone else. Father, forgive us. And help us, Lord, to live for the audience of one, for your praise and your glory. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.